Listener Production. This podcast contains general information only and doesn't take into account your personal financial situation or goals. Hi, I'm Sophie Tymon and this is The Clever Way Home, the podcast that simplifies the home buying process. Choosing your home is probably one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make. I know when I was looking for my home, I had boxes that had to be ticked. It had to be three bedroom. It had to have an outdoor courtyard for the dog. They were non-negotiables. It is such an exciting process, but can also be overwhelming looking at house after house, tossing up new build or a fixer upper off the plan and also making sure it ticks the boxes of your dream home. I definitely had a list of things that I personally would need. Here in Victoria, we've been forced to spend a lot of time at home. Does make you think more about your space. It was difficult finding a place because it was just hard to find all of the the things that you want in a house. I'm joined by Priyanka Saldana from Great Southern Bank to chat about all of your options when house hunting and the important things to look out for that mean you're buying a good home. Hi, Priyanka. How are you going? I'm good, Sophie. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I love property. There's no denying in that. I've just bought my first property, but I'm also working in property. Like, I'm a property fanatic, and I love learning what makes a good property. It obviously comes down to the property type. It comes down to the property location. I just bought a townhouse. Mm-hmm which I absolutely love. Yeah. I realised I got to a point where I'm probably not going to be buying the big mansion that I wanted, but I also didn't want a small, you know, unit either. So I felt like a townhouse was perfect for us. Let's just jump into pros and cons on all of the types of properties you can actually buy. So I guess there are, like you said, there are a lot of different types of properties. So you can buy a house, units, you can buy townhouse, duplex, villas. There's all sorts of property you can buy there. There are pros and cons to each. But it also comes down, I think it's very important to what you need and what you your family needs are. For myself, we bought a house because I love gardening and we love pets. So those requirements meant we needed a house of our own where we were not really bothering anybody else. So it really comes down to what your needs are as a family, as a person, and then to look at the pros and cons in every property type. A house, you own the land. So you're not paying any strata or body corporate fees. Units, uh, townhouse, you could possibly be paying, or even villas, you could possibly be paying body corporate. That's an additional cost about having a house. And that's something that I pay for my townhouse. We're yep. paying those costs. Yep. But I mean, I so I walked into my complex and the first thing that struck me about the property was just how beautiful it was. Mm. And it was the hedges. It's small things like that that can really just go make you go, wow. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm happy to pay the cost in that respect. But as you say, with a house where you actually own the land, that's awesome because usually you don't need approvals for most of the works that you do, but there are some restrictions around that as well. For example, a heritage-listed property. Yeah, so it depends on the local councils. This is where your local council will come into play. If it is heritage listing, then you might not be able to change anything on the facade of the property. You might just be able to make changes internally, but no changes structurally. So even in your normal regular properties, if you do want to make changes structurally, you do need to get council approval, even though you own the land. So I bought a property in a heritage conservation suburb. Like Mm -hmm. the whole suburb is heritage conservation, which is a pain. Mm. 
I mean, it's beautiful because then you're walking around and it's a lot of sandstone, untouched properties. So, you know, there's pros and cons to that. My uh, sister bought a house up in Queensland and it had a little outhouse out the back. Yep. Outhouse being an old school toilet. Yep. And that had heritage over it. (laughs) (laughs) Can't change that. The toilet at the back. (laughs) So, like, gone are the ideas of, like, bulldozing the backyard and creating a really nice, you know, thing for the kids. She's just got this old... I'll call it a toilet, sitting in the the back of the backyard. So you do really need to get your head around any restrictions that even though you're buying a house and you think you can do whatever you want to it, there are still sometimes restrictions. Oh, yeah. So you could also have, you'd want to review your contract of sale or get your solicitor to do it because there could be restrictions for stormwater easements. You know, easements are basically your stormwater drains. That means they might have access to come into your property to be able to access that. And sometimes you can have easements for walkways. Yes. You can have easements for power lines. All sorts of easements. So that's where uh, generally I would say your solicitor needs to review the contract of sale. Or if you're good at it, you could also have a look and review it just to be aware of what you have on the property that you're interested in. So most of this information is free. There's either council or government websites that can tell you whether you've got an overflow pathway Mm -hmm. for stormwater across your site. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it can tell you if you're in a fire zone, if you know, if you've got heaps of bush behind you, they can tell you, you know, if it's high, increased risk around that. Whereas when it comes to easements and things, usually you do have to go and buy that sort of information online. In addition to all of that, it's not obviously just about the house that you're buying, but it's also where you're buying. It's Mm -hmm. the precinct. So we've just touched on the fact that the whole suburb could be heritage conservation. Yeah. Outside of that, there's other things. You know, what's happening next door? Have they got a development approval? Rezoning. Is the house across the street just being rezoned and it's not going to be a house anymore? It's going to be a hospital. Yeah. You've got to do quite extensive research or have that research done for you to make sure that you're buying in the right area. Absolutely. And uh, a few factors that we see on a day-to-day basis are schools. So, you know, parents looking for the right kind of schools for their children. And being within a close proximity. Yes, being within a close proximity or um, somebody who wants to be closer to maybe a station to have easy access to transport. Those kind of different factors is what you're looking at. And that's what can really... I guess, boost the value of your house as well, isn't it? In the long run, absolutely. That will also add value to your property because just like you were looking for, you know, proximity to the school or transport, other people will be doing the same. In episode two, we touched on the additional costs that might just pop up Mm -hmm. when buying your first home. That's probably a good segue into, although it's an extra cost to do these checks, for example, PEST, that can really help you make the decision on whether this is a good or bad property to invest in. Absolutely. So the building and pest control helps you uncover things like, is there a termite issue or any other pest issue in the home? Uh, Any structural defects, anything that needs attention right away or needs to be fixed. They review things like the foundation, the structure, things like that. Recently, I had a customer who the property had a minor structural defect they were still very interested in securing the home. So they negotiated the price to come down a little, which would give them that amount to be able to actually fix that structural defect when they bought the property. So from my personal experience, I purchased Mm pre-auction. So doing that, I had very limited time to do these sort of inspections. We didn't get to do any of that sort of stuff. So you really do go in a little bit 
blindfolded into the process if you're buying in that order. With an auction, we always tell customers to do the checks before. Yes, there's no guarantee that you might win that home, but at least if you've done the checks and it comes out to say there is a problem, then you you know not to go into the auction. So that is another cost where it is wasted money in some sense, but then it prevents you from having to go and bid for a property that probably isn't even structurally sound. Yeah. Now I think about it though, if you're buying a property that's strata, let's say. They give you a strata report. You can actually request for a strata report. That's going to touch on any pest and things. Yeah. So that gives you all the information on the strata, the building, and all basically the information that you would normally get in a building and pest inspection report for a home. Okay. But there's just probably some additional checks you could do that maybe not be in that strata report. And as you say, it's going to cost a little bit of money, but it's potentially a big investment that you've made if you find something that's just like glaringly horrible about the yeah, And that's that what I normally tell customers that buying a home or property basically is the biggest investment you're going to do. So you need to make sure that it is right for you in every possible way. And obviously it's going to be different in terms of the type of property you buy, whether it's new or whether it's old. Mm -hmm. Because like I mentioned before, the property that I bought is a 1970s build. Now they had done some refurbishments here and there, but they weren't necessarily really good ones. Um, So we're finding all these little extra things that need to be fixed. Yeah. Which has been <laughs> really fun along the way. But I'm assuming there's going to be a lot less of these type of things occur in a newer property. Yes. So a new property will also come. So if you just bought off the builder straight, it'll also come with certain type of like guarantees. So you'll have certain amount of years of guarantee that you'd probably get. So in the first two years, if something goes wrong, the builder will fix it. So this Whereas is buying off the plan. It could be buying off the plan or it could be buying um, newly built homes right? directly. But obviously, like you and I have bought the 1970s property, there's nobody left to guarantee anything. <laughs> so we make sure we do our checks and then yeah. after that, we are on our own. Yeah. When I was looking for the right property, we were really drawn to the kitchen, the bathroom and the outdoor area. Mm-hmm. These all needed work in the property that we were buying, but the fundamentals were there and we were prepared to jump in and, you know, do the work that we needed to get them up to scratch. Because I think that they're the three key components that, you know, people are looking for in a good asset. Yeah. So those are your main areas. People will look at that in terms of your kitchens, your bathrooms, your deck areas, your backyard, that sort of a thing. So these are the areas that people look at. Like they say, the kitchen makes a home. I don't want to end this with doom and gloom, (laughs) but are there red flags that could be flailing away in front of us that's going to say, you know what, this might not be the right property or a good property? Um, Again, comes down to your needs, your personal needs. But like we touched on before, so you're looking at the building and inspection. The other thing that I always tell customers to look for is if the property has been on the market for a really long time, why? So this is something you could, you know, go into or look at, talk to the real estate, get a feel of why it's been on the market for that long. On the top of my head, these would be your biggest red flags to actually look at. Well, thank you very much for coming in, Priyanka. Thank you so much, Sophie. This has been a lot of fun. It's been an absolute pleasure. For more information on anything you've heard in today's episode or to speak to a home loan specialist, visit greatsouthernbank.com.au forward slash the clever way home. You've got your loan, you've found the property, now it's time to put in your offer. That's the next episode on The Clever Way Home. Great Southern Bank acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which we have recorded this podcast. 
the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and to emerging community leaders. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners and acknowledge the important role Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples continue to play within the communities in which Great Southern Bank operates and where their team members reside. Listener.